that's a good well, welcome to church and other drugs <laughs> i'm jay i'm jed and that was a, a hefty belly laugh yeah well you know you're a funny guy i'm a funny guy funny funny yeah. funny what you mean what uh mean so what's going on fuck man not shit dude just living life just living the american dream while it's still not burned to the ground yeah, it's on the way. the the uh, The kindling is being lit as we speak. Well, there's many things ablaze in Canada. I see what you did there. Sorry, I had to hit. Did my you vape. like that? I wasn't hitting a bong. It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't okay. like, oh man. Um, I see what you did. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> ablaze. What do you mean by that? So I was scrolling through newsfeed, right? Uh-huh. And I see that weed, as in cannabis sativa, marijuana, is now being traded on the Tor- Toronto Stock Exchange. A, that's awesome. Uh, B, like, is weed a company? What, what do you like? <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair question. Where, that's do, you, where fair... do you work, weed? Weed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they one, they've one guy. His name is Weed. His actually. name is Weed. Weed W. Yeah. Weederson. That's right. I- incorporated. Incorporated. Potheads that's, that's, don't know how to incorporate. <laughs> oh, man. So it goes on to say, like, when, mo- when most people think about getting rich off marijuana, it usually involves some kind of illegal distribution model. Holla. You know yes, what I'm saying? True. I was, I was all about that-ish. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, sell them. Anyway, um, yeah, that was an easy, easy money back in the day. Easy money. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, what is so the quote? I'll just read this quote real quick if I can find it. It says, "This Wednesday, the Toronto Stock Exchange got hit with some weed, <laughs> aka the new ticker for the Canopy Growth Company, which is based oh. in Ontario." Bruce Linton, the CEO of Canopy Growth, told Bloomberg that he was quote. Thrilled to be marketing weed. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's hitting the product, no I'm saying. Is, are they gonna like look at the look at the camera knowingly every time they say and weed is at an all time high? Uh, 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 uh. Oh my gosh, the puns are endless. So of course it has a, a picture of the Canadian flag with the pot leaf instead of a maple leaf and like all you know. Yeah, the, I read also they're Tossing around like decriminalizing everything, like, like kind of like Portugal. Yeah. Well, I mean, the it's U.S. is moving in that direction as far as like cannabis is concerned, right? Yeah, like California, a... California, I know happened this year. Mm-hmm. My brother-in-law was really excited about that. And they're uh, they're finally like ending the witch hunt on psychedelics for uh, therapy. Really, I haven't yeah. heard about. That. We're probably like five or six years away from mdma like they're they're in human clinical trials now for uh war veterans with ptsd like microdosing? oh no no, no like full-on dosing oh yeah like like you rolling balls yeah but in a therapeutic setting like which sounds fucking awesome yeah that does sound that really sounds great, great dude. <laughs> like, i mean it's a good idea though it's like here's some ecstasy roll your nuts off and tell me about your feelings 
Yeah, true that. Yep. Coming to a rehab near you. There was one, when they did, like, when they were doing the LSD test, they put people in a room, right, with all these, like, art supplies, a record player with Brian Eno playing. Yeah, what? Yeah, dude, and, like, whatever, basically, it's just, like, just, they felt heaven in a room, and they're like, okay. <laughs> like, where do you sign up for where that? Do you exactly, have to do that? Man. Oh. Um... It's a, yeah, it's always, like, I hear about all these, like, super cush uh, treatment centers and stuff. Like, my buddy, actually, um, just got out of a treatment center, like, a ball-and-ass treatment center in Pennsylvania. And I'm always like, do I have to relapse to go to treatment? Oh, or... yeah. Yeah, a, just take a sip of beer and go on vacation. Fuck that, dude. I don't, I just want to go on vacation to a treatment center. Well, that's what I'm saying. Take a sip of I beer and go to the treatment beer, center. Dog. No. Take a sip of beer. Jay. I'm not gonna do it, Jay. You can't make me. Beer sucks. You fucking suck. <laughs> Beer sucks, man. Actually, <laughs> actually, I like Blue Moon. I do like Blue Moon. I don't know if I ever liked like beer. I think that like my mind tricked me into thinking that I like beer because I liked getting hammered. Yeah, I think that's true. But I don't like beer enough to. I don't even want to talk about this anymore. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm I'm like I'm, I'm having to get in the mood to podcast. It's been a long fucking day. Yeah, me too, dude. Um, whatever, man. We're talking other, about me. Talking about me. Talking about me. I know. I'm gonna talk about you. All right. Speaking of long fucking day. Uh huh. We're talking to like our biggest interview ever. Uh huh. Right. Uh huh. I'm super excited about it. Uh huh. We're hoping that like tons of people will tune in. Tons. Right, and so this guy is like, "Yeah, love to be on the podcast." Great, I know we're so excited, and it was like, Super "Awesome, excited." We'll make whatever work for you, right? Like, whenever you're good, we'll be good, right? Right. And then he's like, "Hey, how about this date?" And I'm like, "Awesome, great! We finally have nailed down a date to podcast with this Cemented guy." Cemented it in. I know, and so I text Jed. Right, I texted you. Yep, you did on the phone. What did you say? I said, what did you say? that's a big negative, big dog, because I got tickets to Chris Tucker and Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Literally the only day I can't do something. <laughs> like, God, God. Yeah, man. I'm stoked so... about that, too. <laughs> I hope I hope he... And yeah, now he hasn't replied when you said Cancel. we can't do it that day. So I might have blown yeah. our biggest interview. But can you blame me, congregation? Can you blame me? It's Dave Chappelle. I've seen him before. I can, blame you. I can certainly blame you. Really, dude? You wouldn't get down with Chris Tucker and Dave Chappelle? No, I would. Yeah, I thank would. you. Come on, dude. He was actually just here last night in Charleston. My buddy like walked right past him on King Street today. Really? Yeah, he was just like cruising downtown Charleston with a bodyguard, I guess. Why wouldn't he? Be... Chilling. Well, yeah, I'd probably freeze up anyway if I saw him. You know he's dropping new uh, stand-up on Netflix? Yeah, for like 40, 40 or 60, I don't know, a bunch of millions of dollars. Oh, I'm sure. Wait, did he already yeah. drop it? Oh. No, March. You know what? Uh, okay, so I was running out of shows to watch, but you know the the gift I've just been given? Because I've never seen it, so I'm on episode three. Holla at you, boy. Dexter. Oh my god! So, and, uh, yeah, and it's so awesome, good. dude. So I'm so excited. Uh, I've got so what seven seasons. It's incredible. Yeah, dude. It's Would awesome. You... 
Would you, so this is a question, would you continue watching if you knew the very end? Don't, if you do that, this podcast is over. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's a good question. I I, I found out the ending to uh, the Dark Tower series from Stephen King, and I still, and it like, you know, it's like, it's a, it ruined it, but I still read it, so. Would I don't you, know. I feel like would I would you be still watch it if you knew that, like, if somebody told you if the... it was like good or bad. Well, I know like seventy five percent of people say the ending is terrible. Okay, but my wife. I'm one of those. I'm one of those seventy five percent. I mean, is it like like show ruining it. terrible? No, 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 no. Okay. Still worth. No, yeah, that's still what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Did you no, like? But the, I was. Did you like the ending to, lived... to Lost? I did. I did too. Okay. All right. I did. All right. We're in. We're I in the did. minority on that one. But, but. What about um, the Sopranos? I didn't watch the Sopranos. Uh, spoil. Uh, well, no. I've it's, never yeah. watched HBO. I, I think spoil, it's like spoiler twenty alerts, years old. Exactly. Yeah. No, th- that yeah. show ended. Uh, in mid conversation, it just cut to black. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so many people exactly. were like, "What the fuck?" But, uh, <laughs> I'd be pissed, dude. I was pissed at Dexter. Like well, first, like angry, like screaming mad. Congregation in probably about I don't know, three weeks. I'll let you know after I get through <laughs> seven seasons of a TV show. I don't think it'll take that long. It probably won't. I, usually, I, I'm I'm limited to about four episodes a day, unless I get a day off, and then it's it's right. All bets are off. Um, yeah. Okay, so we got a sweet interview tonight with uh, our first fan that reached out to us. Uh, and met up with us at a coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, our good buddy good. Scott. Yeah, Scott. Oh man, we need to do some shout outs too. Um, yeah, say something while I'm looking this up. Uh, something while you're looking this up. Sweet. I know it's bad. I good I job. say that to my son all the time. Uh, uh, this is gonna be rough. Trying to get good at the, the dad jokes. <laughs> yeah, tell a joke. This is gonna be hard. Uh, don't tell. Don't tell a fucking joke. <laughs> No, you don't. Um, okay, so a couple of reviews. You guys, first of all, thank you for leaving reviews on our iTunes. It's incredible. More of you should do it. But we really, really appreciate everybody that leaves reviews. We've gotten all, we have 14 ratings so far. All five stars, dude. That's what's up. Every single one is five stars. That's what's up. That that deserves us to be on the new and noteworthy. Well, That's so cool. The suspense is killing me. Read them. But it's all about you guys. No, truly, like it's rad. It's not us that much. I think it's just you guys are so bitching. Um, I think my favorite is uh, it says this. I've had a spiritual experience. This better not be the one that you wrote. <laughs> it says it's from definitely not Jay. That's fucking you, man. <laughs> Don't read that uh, one. So okay, so Murph ninety. Were you really about to read the one that you wrote, dude? <laughs> Oh my god. So Murph92 says fantastic it's headline fantastic podcast. Ooh. Thanks, Murph. Murph. Murph McGurf. This podcast quickly became one of my favorites. Exclamation point. Oh snap. Jed and Jay keep me rolling the whole time, yet their stories are life lessons we all need to learn from time to time. That's right. You'll learn a thing or two. Great guests, fantastic stories and chemistry. Y'all keep it up. 
Y'all keep it up, so it's another Southerner. That's what I'm saying. You're a great contribution to society. Never heard that, so thank that's you. That's a big, <laughs> that's a, <laughs> that's a big statement. Do you hear him, Mama? <laughs> Your boy made it. Your boy made it. Somebody called, somebody called it Goat Podcast. That, like where the goat, that that's like greatest, greatest of all times. Is that what that means? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who called? Did, did you call it that? Are you doing that again? Oh. <laughs> I can't believe that. You no. Narcissistic 20, bastard. I know. It's so bad, dude. 23 underscore chance. So oh, nice. Yeah, I'll give a shout out to chance. That's, that's, that's my boy. You know chance? I do know Greatest chance. MC of all time? I do know chance. Greatest rapper alive? I mean, second. Next to second, next only to, to Chance the Rapper, only to Jody High Roller, my friend, the Peach I, Panther, Aquamar- Aquamarine Aquarius, dude. His Snapchat or no, his Instagram is the funniest shit. Everyone go <laughs> look at Jody High Roller on Instagram, and it's like that dude is ridiculous. All right, well, go well. Chance says the perfect podcast where Christian Christians and addicts can have conversations with non Christians and non addicts. With a laugh, exclamation point. That's uh-huh, true. Uh-huh. Wait, Christians in addicts, like above the and, house, or and and, and at addicts, like drug addicts. Gotcha. It's an important distinction. Uh, yeah. All right, dude. Let's 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 call Scott. Yeah, yay, Scott. Was just a wave crashing over us. In the breaths between the ones we meant to be, I had my head under my feet. You knew the way things were. You knew the way they would be. We knew exactly how. All right, Scott. What's up, man? Hey. Pretty good. I'm doing really well today, actually. Uh, good, Scott. I did not ask how you were. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need the hot dog and to stop over there. All right. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, Scott, countryman, country. Welcome, country sir. man. Welcome to the show, man. Yeah, I'm. Ex- I'm excited, man. Uh, meeting you guys through the Dopey Podcast. It was pretty cool, man. I really liked what you guys were doing, and uh. I guess I didn't know you were local until like halfway through the Dopey episode. I guess when you mentioned that you were uh, you were talking about uh, the Seacoast thing, and that's that's what kind of keyed it in. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. Um, for the congregation. Yeah, when I um, went to the Seabrook Men's Retreat uh, in Charleston with Jay, um, Scott hit us up, and we were able to meet in person. So that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. That's what's uh, that's what's cool about like already with this podcast gig. It's like we met. Uh, Someone we never would have come across. Oh yeah, exactly. And you guys have what I like about y'all's is the uh, and like we talked about it in person, just like the religious aspect of it, because I think so many people are searching along those lines. Like either we were raised in super religious households and kind of went away from that and came back to it, but just finding your own way, you know. Like I think when I said in person, like you know, when I pray every day, when I read my Bible, and when I don't lie, I'm you know not an emotional rapist. And right. that's one. Right. 
it just seems life seems to work out so oh yeah it totally does um so we brought you on because I've, I've heard your story um and we, we haven't me and jay feel like we haven't been holding up our end of the uh, podcast bargain and bringing you all some crazy ass stories before we bring it back to recovery <laughs> and scott you my friend have a crazy ass story yeah uh <laughs> yeah gotta... yes you do <laughs> if in case yeah, you don't know you do it's true yeah, and uh, I've only heard snippets, but those are some crazy ass snippets. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I I really probably the the best one was one of the ones I told on Dopey, which was the uh, the hospital one, which was uh, I guess it was two thousand. What it was two thousand one, two thousand two, and uh, actually, I just actually turned... this story is not on Dopey. It's a Church and Other Drugs exclusive trademark, two thousand seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Continue, Scott. <laughs> um, so I guess to kind of set the stage a little bit, uh, I'm I just turned 18. Uh, or no, I was. It was this summer. I was about to turn 18. Where, where in, you in? Uh, oh, uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina. So like. Oh, uh, nice. North, yeah, right, right below Charlotte. Yeah. Um, and my dad was the chief of staff or at uh the hospital i'm not going to say the name of the hospital because it's still there but uh anyways <laughs> yeah. wise wise I worked, uh, I worked like transport but it was also it was in the uh the uh operating room in the er so like we would get a patient list and you would say like uh mr smith is having an appendectomy or whatever operation it was we would go to up to their room uh with the gurney bring them down on the gurney and then say like your surgery is supposed to take two hours. And then after they were anesthetized and put to sleep, if say their arm was being operated on, we would hold the arm and they would create the sterile field and then watch the surgery if you wanted to, and then break it down afterwards. Uh, so you, anyways, you got this job when, with, is this like a podunk hospital or this is like a reputable, like oh, no. hospital? Yeah, this is like, uh, it, it's the real deal. It's a, uh, they specialized in, uh, in, in pediatrics, but I mean, I had no qualifications for this job or whatsoever. That's, that's, the, that's the question I was asking. Yeah. Did you have any business being in an operating room? No, no. Absolutely <laughs> not. Um, and this was really kind of the start of, uh, my drug use. I had, uh, I had smoked weed and stuff. I was really into fish at the time and, uh, the band, and widespread not, not stuff. the uh, aquatic sea creature. No, no, no. The pH who are doing 13 nights in a row, actually Madison square garden. Uh, I'm going to try to make it up to some of those, but, uh, anyways. Wait, uh, okay. I'm going to yeah. take a quick detour. Me and Jay were wondering, how do you enjoy a fish show sober? Thirteen days in a row. Break, <laughs> like, explain that to me. Break it down for me, and as concisely as possible. Uh, there's a big group called the Fellowship, which is with the PH2, and oh. it's all uh, it's just sober fish fans. So yeah, there's actually fish. like uh, you no hand out way. yellow balloons. Yeah, you hand out yellow balloons, and you run a bad trip tent, which is basically just like oh, that would be hang- awesome. Yeah, if you've ever been to Bonnaroo or like any of the big festivals, uh, we're always there. But they hang up like uh, a laundry line or whatever, and then put carabiners and hang white sheets from it. And then if you have a bad trip or you're tripping out, you would go underneath the little canopy or whatever or the white sheet, put headphones on, and you chill out and you know have somebody talk you, basically talk you down that, a little bit. Dude, that's awesome. That's that's real deal service, I think. Yeah, right? that would that's be awesome. so fun too. 
I mean, I, it would be. Uh, that's you awesome. would just fuck with people. No, I, no, dude. I, I've <laughs> yes, tripped enough. No, dude. I do not mess with people in that way. Like that's so messed up, dude. I'm pretty sure you've messed with me before. I did mess in real life. Yeah, I messed with. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, that was anyway, when I was in high school and a fool. Please. Yeah, it's it's easy. I don't know. It's people are really vulnerable at that state, but like the fellowships, it, it's really big and huge. And like uh, at all officials, uh, the Water Wheel Foundation, which is something that uh, Trey started, their Anastasia, their lead singer, but he got sober like ten years ago. But, uh, oh, you get, shit. I didn't hmm. know that. Yeah, yeah. He got his cool. DUI. He actually speaks at all the drug court. He went through drug court and stuff up north. And uh, at every city Fish plays, he comes and speaks uh, before the show, like a day beforehand, and talks about, like, uh, you know, to help drug court and, you know, minor drug offenses, keeping people out of prison, and, the you know, how AA and NA saved his life and uh, and what? all that stuff. He got caught. He got, I think he got caught like 300 Roxy's, a bunch of Xanax <laughs> and booze. I caught a DUI, but uh, that was kind of, I think that was back in like 2010. Well, uh, I just learned anyway. some stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. that wasn't the answer I was expecting. You bastard. Let's go back <laughs> yeah. to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go back to that way. But uh, anyway, so uh, I'm working at the hospital. I have no, uh, no job skills. I think the only other job I had was I was like a fry monkey at uh, Ruby Tuesdays. But uh, moving up in the world, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm at, I'm actually making like 18, 20 bucks an hour, so it's a pretty sick wage Ooh, back in the day, too. And, uh, yeah, so that's good, uh, yeah, especially in 2001 when yeah, you're 18, that's like 30 living bucks at home. an hour, yeah, it's great. But uh, I worked with all these uh, all these black dudes that were much, much older than I, and uh, they all liked cocaine a lot, and uh, they kind of turned me on to it, but it wasn't. Like regular street cocaine, it was Merck pharmaceutical, like uh, cocaine hydrochloride. Which, oh uh, shit! Yeah, oh my god, what I would have done for yeah, fucking we're, medical Jay, we're, cocaine. we're talking, yeah, lick, already liquefied. Uh, in, the, in the uh in the in the little vials, and it was made by Merck cocaine hydrochloride, and they used it to uh, put to sleep like. Uh, your face, especially in uh, pediatrics oh, I was, I was like, <laughs> hey, I'm, I was like, I'm what are you going to <laughs> Yeah. So, like, I mean, one of the biggest things was like kids would stick stuff up their nose or in their ear canal. Ah, uh, okay. Get something lodged in your throat, stuff like that. So they would use the Coke uh, to put them to sleep or uh, like ocular surgeries and stuff like that, too. You're telling me but, all, uh, all, it's just, all I it's had just to easier do. To, you're telling me. Yeah. All I had easier to do was to, jam something up my nose. And they would have given me some Merc cocaine, dude. <laughs> Man, if I had a time machine. I know. Uh, so we start, I start using that, and uh, it's uh, just, yeah. it's really easy to steal when you're, uh, I mean, because it, it all goes into the sharps container or the waste thing, and this is before, you know, there was a lot of uh, accounting and all that stuff, like before the pain pill and everything, uh, crisis hit America. So it was really easy to, uh, to steal. Anyway, so we started doing that, and uh, I got super strung out on that before I even really knew what I was doing. What? Okay. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you a bunch so you can just prepare for that. Um, yeah, it's because all right. <laughs> I, I, I this is this is this was my question when I when I heard this. So I was a cocaine shooter. Uh, how the fuck did you work like on that? Like, how do you take? <laughs> well, okay. My one, my one, I did. I worked at the Gap, okay? Uh, I, was, I was a stock boy, and 
one day I decided to, to bring my cocaine and my needle to the Gap. And uh, all American clothing store. Let me tell you that trying to sell clothes to housewives while you're full of intravenous cocaine is not where it's at. Okay. <laughs> it is not very fun. Oh, and very you confusing. Want a bus? You sure you don't want a bus? Uh, they have like walkie talkies, and so I was in the bathroom, and all I hear is Jed, come to the floor. Jed, where are you at? Jed, Jed, Jed. <laughs> are you hiding in the bathroom? Oh yeah. Okay, so uh, so how did you? Yeah, how do you do that in in work? It's really Were clean. You not paranoid? I, oh it's, really? It's different. No, and I mean like you don't get you know like you you hear the train and everything and the uh-huh. whistle and and all that stuff in your in your you get auditory hallucinations or whatever. You just don't get that with really high quality product. No and, uh, way. I wonder if it's something yeah. completely different that's doing that then. Like a cut I don't know or something. Chem- I mean, I'd imagine the, I imagine the chemical makeup is fairly similar, but uh, I don't know. So what, uh, what would happen when you did it? Like you wouldn't get the train whistles and the, no, no, you get the, uh, you get the same buzz or whatever, the same uh, rush, but you don't get the hallucinations and everything oh, else okay. that you usually, in the paranoia with regular, uh, regular oh IV coke. God. All but right. uh, okay. So I started doing a bunch of that, and before I know it, like I'm up for two or three days, and I don't know what to do. And uh, that was when I found Dilaudid. <laughs> uh, Good old you know, vitamin Lord. D. Yeah, zero to a hundred real quick. Yeah, yeah, very fast. Which was, uh, you know, hydromorphone. And again, this was like, it's not the regular pills and everything else. You know, everything was straight from the pharmacy. Are stolen out of the Pixis machine. Uh, what's the so Pixis, I was just young. What's, and, what's the Pixis machine? Uh, Pixis machine is like an ATM for drugs. Oh uh, my god! The, oh fuck? my god! Yeah. <laughs> that exists. I thought I made that up uh, in a dream. No, you've pro- you've probably seen it in the ER and just didn't know it. It's like a locking. It looks like an ATM without a screen, or sometimes they do have screens. Uh, but hold, uh, hold on, I'm taking notes. You uh, type in your uh, you type in your badge number or whatever it is, and then your uh, the code, and it dispenses the drug. Like pops out a little box. But if you're the one if you're the one that refills those boxes or has access to the master key, it's pretty easy to override the system and get it. So that's what these dudes were doing. And uh, when how are you I, not like, dead? Like yeah. real talk. When I when I went to Malcolm, the dude. Uh, that was there, and I was like, "Look, I got to go to sleep. I can't keep uh, doing this." And uh, so that's when he turned me on to that stuff, and that was really when life went downhill quickly. Uh, I was just young, and I didn't know what I was doing. Oh and yeah, yeah, I can relate to that. So I went from it really you know, gets away from you, like in oh, yeah. very time just moves, and then you wake up and you're like, "What the hell have I been doing?" Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm doing that, and, uh, this was, I'll never forget it, it was a Friday, and, uh, it was operating room 10, it was, like, around about 8, 30, 9 o'clock in the morning, and there wasn't a, uh, surgery scheduled in that room until, uh, later in the afternoon, so I decided that it would be a great idea to go ahead and, uh, and fix up, and I did, uh, my regular shot of Coke, and then I did the Dilaudid behind it to come down, and uh, I'm sitting back in the operating room tent. I've got, like, my whole works kit and everything else. And I decided that it would be a really good idea to throw some nitrous oxide into the mix. Sounds good. Sounds uh, like a plan. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Scott's my kind of dude, man. (laughs) Why would you not do this at 10 o'clock in the morning? So I don't clean up. I don't do anything. I leave all my works and everything sitting out on the operating room. Uh, One of those, it looks like uh, a table on wheels, you know, when the stainless steel table. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So I hook myself up to the mask. Uh, which is, you know, literally on the operating room table. And luckily, I decided to put the pulse oximeter and uh, the rest of the electrodes on my body. For some reason, you know, just really being high and, and messing around. That, that's, but, that was yeah, probably but, a little divine intervention. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, and that's what, when I've told this story or, or talked about it with people, and that's definitely was a higher power. Because that, why uh, would you do that? I mean, I, yeah. actually, I can see being high and be like, oh, this would be sweet. Yeah, 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 but like I went, true. I went to the trouble of sticking all of them on. Uh, yeah, which, that's a, that's a little, yes. yeah, yeah, like under, like under my clothes, not just the one on my finger. And uh, so that process alone, you know, took five, seven minutes. So I cu- use my key and I cut down all the oxygen and I crank up the NO two to ten, and Ooh. I start hearing the wah 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 wah, and uh, finally uh, I wake up. And I look, and there is my boss uh, in front of me and about eight to nine other doctors uh, in the operating room. And they're like, congratulations, you just died. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Basically, what had happened was uh, as a result of putting those electrodes on, uh, I set the code blue off in the operating room because I wasn't any oxygen getting in my body. It was only, you know, the NO2. So I quit breathing. And it set the code blue off. And uh, so it's a super loud alarm that's in the operating room. And the head charge nurse, you know, of course, looks up on her phone and says, you know, well, there's no surgery scheduled. Why is this alarm going off? And then, of course, walks in and uh, and sees me in the state that I'm in. Uh, so, I mean, super, obviously, super embarrassing, but super grateful uh, at the time, you know, Um dad's chief of staff my mom works there everybody you know it's just huge macho embarrassment for my family for myself and they had no idea what i was doing uh either through denial or just through uh you know denial i guess but uh did i tell you my code my code blue story no Uh, because i i know that one this it's pretty quick uh so i was in the hospital uh this is when i came out of my coma Jay, I don't know if you remember that, but um, I'd come. I out think of, I've heard you tell the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So ahead. I'd come out of a four-day coma, and um, I'm in uh, whatever's like right outside of ICU, the emergency room part. I guess like right where they immediately take you, and uh, it's nighttime. This is all I remember. It was nighttime, and I got thinking. I was like, "Oh, Jed, you're in the hospital. There's drugs in the hospital." <laughs> so, so I unplugged everything. You know, I apparently. Got a catheter out somehow. Oh uh, God! Yeah, I, well, they benzo you up like crazy. Wouldn't like I was like yeah, out yeah, yeah. of it. Um, right. So I take everything off, and in my head I was like, "Well, I want some Dilaudid or some some morphine." And I was like, "Oh, I think it's refrigerated." So I'm looking for a refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> so the next the next flash of memory is I'm I was naked also. Uh, in the employee break room refrigerator. And, and this nurse goes, what in the fuck are you doing? And 
the when I when I when I unplugged all my monitors, it started the cold blues because my machine just flatlined and they're all and but I wasn't there, so they were just like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah. So after that, they had two armed guards by me the rest of my stay. But that's my code blue story. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good one. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. But I, I just remember and despite being, you know, on a bunch of drugs, I mean, I was, you know, you're functional at that point. You're used oh, to yeah, working. Yeah. You amount of narcotics in you. So they pull me up. I go into the break room. They take me into the break room, conference room, like place. And there's like all the nurses and everything. there. like, what were you doing? And I was like, well, and I just, you know, come up with some crazy story. Well, I really wasn't huffing it. They're like, no, you died. And we brought <laughs> you back. And that's what happened. And, uh, so that ends up, they don't fire me. They don't know what to do. They don't that want to tell my... insane. Yeah, I mean, you That's talk about... Crazy. In, 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 well, I guess it's one of those situations that it's just so outlandish that there's no protocol. It's just like, uh, what? Yeah, what Did that even happen? Job? Yeah, and, and when you, I mean, you look back on it, like, I should have never had the job, wasn't qualified. And so I think that played a role in it. And then my dad having the position that he had at the hospital and everything else, they really didn't know what to do or how to handle it. So they don't fire me. They send me home for a day and they move me into the sterile processing uh, area, which is like where you wash the instruments. And I'm not allowed to go in any of the ORs or, or anything else. And then like two weeks later, I get caught with a couple hundred lore tabs. Uh, my parents found it. And, uh, and that ends up going to rehab number one. The, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's that one. The other, probably the best other story, hospital one, was when I had my heroin dealer come meet me in my uh, my hospital room. I've got Crohn's disease. So many, people, I, I've, so many people do that. that <laughs> yeah, I had... Uh, so I'm having surgery for my Crohn's, and uh, it's on my my backside, my my ass or whatever. Anyways, what they're giving what they're giving me is not cutting it, and I'm like, you know, I'm pushing the button 200 times, and I'm like, look, this is not cutting it, blah blah blah. So I have him come up there and meet me, and I've already got the IV in, which is sweet, so I don't have to do anything. But uh, I end up, <laughs> yeah, I end up, yeah. So I, I put it right in the port. But what I do is I, I the combination I guess of everything else I pass out. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, I clinch I uh, clinch the line so the heroin backs up into the uh, the saline solution you know that uh, your regular IV is in so it goes from being a clear bag to being like a dirty yellow brownish bag. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the nurse comes in and was like, "What did you put in your IV?" I'm like, uh, nothing. nothing? What, what, did, did, what did you put in it? <laughs> what exactly? What, <laughs> you, what are you giving me? Yep. What did you put in my IV? And uh, it, it wasn't long after that that they called the cops and came up there. And, of course, I had already gotten rid oh, of everything. Oh, they called but, the cops. Yeah. They, well, you know, Barney Fife or whatever, the hospital police. But those are real cops. I mean, they have guns. Yeah, and yeah. Well, stuff. and it's like, I mean, cops. what are they going to do, but, really? Uh, yeah, they. I mean, there's nothing they could do, but that obviously they cut me off in narcotics and, uh, and everything. But uh, yeah, that's probably those. Those are two pretty good, uh, two pretty good stories as far as the hospital goes. Uh, let me plug my phone in; it's about to die. Yeah, do that. But uh, so go ahead. And uh, since you are so, a very similar, and what's funny is I think about. I'll say 70% of the people that listen to this are going to be wondering how we can laugh at such situations 
they will probably be mortified. <clasps> but uh, that's the term I would use. It's it's uh, we laugh because oh my god, do I relate? And it's just it's just par for the course of the ridiculousness of of addiction. Yeah, so, we're laughing at the lunacy. Yes, that is it our is behavior, ridiculous. Right? I mean, come on. Oh yeah, that's fucking yeah. ridiculous. But okay, yeah. so as being an addict like me, how the hell did you get sober? Uh, are you honestly, sober, Scott Countryman? Yeah, I am. For how long? Um, what August? It's a little over four years now. It would have been Come August of twelve. That's awesome, dude. So thank how, you. Yeah. So how'd that happen? Uh, it's. I mean, nine rehabs didn't do it. No, uh, my man. Fucking uh, so many detoxes. I mean, for me, honestly, I had to go to prison. Uh, I had to have everything removed. And uh, nothing really clicked for me. I mean, I think it was, I, they did the tough, my parents did the tough love thing. They tried that. You know, I made good money. I, I Luckily, you know, I was highly functioning. I was able to finish college and I always had good jobs and, and made money and everything else. But uh, it was just going to prison. I caught uh, an embezzlement charge and uh, mm -hmm. heroin possession with intent. And uh, they dropped the heroin possession with intent for the, uh, the state of Mississippi to pick the maximum up against me. And they sentenced me to 10 years and I did a liberal over four and a half, uh, what, what, on it. Two for one over there or is it? Yeah, it's, it's two for one, uh, depending on your classification system and all that. that Let's tell like people what two for yeah, one Yeah, that means you do, uh, two years or wait, you do Which half. Point, it's half. Yeah, it's half. Only twenty five percent for first time nonviolent offenders. Twenty five percent of your sentence you will do. You will actually do if you don't fuck up inside. Right. Yeah, if you don't right. catch any new charges inside or don't. Well, so, you'd have to. So you went to Mississippi to prison, and my friend, that sucks. Especially if you're white. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. If you're white. Um, but for me, I mean, it, it sucked, dude. But it, I mean, it was one of those Saved things your that life. I. Yeah, yeah, and in a roundabout way it did, but I mean, I I hate that it happened to me, and I hate, well, I needed it, but it's the harm that it does to your family, and, uh, Ooh, and yeah, yeah, that's one of the things. Like when I heard the podcast that your dad was on, it's just you know really resonates as far as I don't think we ever really realize the harm that we put our parents through, and I don't think we can just because of the relationship, you, you know what I mean? I don't have kids myself, but uh, do you plan on that, having kids? Absolutely. Yeah. I love kids, man. And, you know, I'm at a point in my life where that's definitely something that it's not in the cards like right now, but yeah, sometime for sure. Right on. Kids are dope. Yeah. yeah. Jay loves kids. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm getting there. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's one of those things you gotta, you gotta work on. Jay but, doesn't uh, have a soul. I have, I do too have a soul. <laughs> 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 no, dude, I'm just scared. I don't have any money, dude. That's there's biggest, never, oh, speaking there's of which, never, uh, so here's the thing, just a quick side note, there's never enough money, there's never enough time, your life will never be put in, put together enough correction, to have children. Congregation, if you click that Patreon link, uh, Jed can have kids, so just think about that. Think about Are you guys, yes. you guys have Patreon now? I don't know, do we? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we have it, we don't really try to push it too hard, no, but we're we too, have We're it. too fresh. Yeah. I'm on the sword and, I'm on the sword and scale uh, Patreon thing. I think that's the only one I give to. What's what? What is that? Oh, Sword and Scale is awesome, is dude. Like it's like RPG. No, it's a true. It's like a super. Oh, okay, like the Lady Justice Sword in the Scale. I thought it was like a dragon scale and swords. That's where I was. I was thinking, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. 
It's uh, it's a super violent true crime, uh, true crime podcast. It talks Ooh. about like murders and rapists, and it's it's really cool. But uh, so it's it's good super- family listening. Sounds sounds good. Real, no, definitely. real edif- <laughs> real edifying stuff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> share it share it at your next small group. You heard it from Scott. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it goes it go, it really goes into like sociopaths and psychopaths in, in, in the you know that that type of stuff which for the longest time like i really thought that i was a sociopath as far as being able to like just you mimic people's emotions or try to elicit certain social social engineering yeah exactly and i think a lot of us are that way and it's almost like when i was locked up you have to be yeah you just you're reduced to an animal you know an animalistic way of living it's survival Mm. Uh, but now it's like, I don't know, it's, I'm a complete 180 from that person that I was. And now like, I'm, I'm really caring. I think about others before I think about myself. And I think that's one of the keys to sobriety that if you don't take the time to put other people first and think about other people, the way that they see things. And that's what I'm always telling, you know, friends and other things, like look at things from that other person's perspective. Uh, and just being, being humble. Yeah, that's a big one. For sure. So, does, 100, yeah. Uh does um does that big old G word have have anything to do with with your life? Yeah, it does, man. Uh I was raised in a super strict uh mainstream Presbyterian household. No, uh, me, me too. Yeah, and what was real shitty about that was like it a lot of it revolved around sex and uh <clears throat> not only like you Wait, know you'll have to elaborate on that uh they were like you must like, you must have sex every sunday what do you what no what? <laughs> more like more like the opposite yeah, where yeah. it's like uh homosexuality they're all doomed to burn in hell yeah and uh, pre- yeah premarital You're sex not, yeah premarital sex <clears throat> you don't you don't if you look at a woman that has a nice ass you've you know essentially raped her and yeah you're I remember that. Oh, yeah. Now, I'll never forget, man. I got caught with, like, a Playboy when I was, like, 12 years old. And, you know, normal things that, that uh, 12-year-old boys do. And, you know, to get pulled aside and they're like, you're unclean now. Oh, and me you're, too. Well, not it's, to that extreme, but. Yeah, but it was just, like, so pulled into, like, and they're like, we're going to get the preacher. And now you're going to youth group on Monday and Wednesdays. You know and, what's <laughs> funny is the preacher – I'm not, I'm not gonna pass judgment, but don't I'm do not, it. I'm not, I don't know. The preacher's probably a, a great man. I don't know, but yeah, that's funny, man. That's a common thing, and that screws up a lot of folks, man. Uh, well, and I think it's so funny that like in youth group, right? In youth group, and we were but we were youth group kids. It's like for whatever reason, all I remember hearing in youth group was like, "Don't watch porn." Don't watch porn. That's all. And don't have sex. Which, which I was gonna say, Scott. I can handle. Yeah. I can handle the drugs. I can handle the the prison. But um, you looked at Playboy. This this conversation's over. Um, yeah, you're thanks. Terrible. Thanks, thanks for thanks for coming on. We'll be deleting this. Airwaves. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it just getting getting over that and realizing, you know, that that's the God that I follow and everything else is is not that, and the spiritual connection that I have is is not one of shame. Yeah, and it's yeah. just something that That's, I've had to come. Because for me, I still, I still have to cognitively tell myself that sometimes, like because it's, it was so it's so deep. 
like would you say you're yeah. you're like it it's over and done or is there still tinges of it I don't know man it's probably somewhere in the middle I mean like I'm not that I'm still searching for it but I guess to an extent that I am uh I don't know I just I'm a real spiritual person than anything else I definitely still believe in a heaven and a hell but I don't really 100% know uh what I believe when it comes to that I guess right on interesting right on. so you so, were saying that you do a lot with um prison ministries yeah yeah there's uh there's a, a place called uh fresh start uh and what it does uh it helps first time or not really just first time but uh offenders that are just getting out and getting them back into the workforce and you know getting uh self-help just getting them some self-worth about them and I, I really think that since this pain pill epidemic has hit in the last five or six years, so many more people have gone to prison as a result, mm-hmm. whether it's property crimes or drug crimes or whatever it is. And uh, being able to work with those people that society and other ministries and stuff, not necessarily look down upon, but they're just kind of lost uh, in the way. We can say look down upon. I can. Like, oh, I think society certainly looks down upon. Dude, yeah. It's, it's, well, and drug addict. Here, here's drunk, a, here's a felony. Have prison. What? Go ahead. I didn't hear you. I said even drunks and drug addicts that haven't gone to prison, that stigma is alive and well. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's, yeah. And it's, here's, a, here's a felony for your minor drug possession. Now, go get a job, you lazy <laughs> bastard. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't hire felons. Like, <laughs> thanks, yeah. you know? Yeah, and that's one thing I, I do tell a lot of people, man. A lot of people are like, you know, you need to be 100% honest and stuff. But, I mean, like... A lot of these jobs you're applying for don't do the background checks. Like if you're applying for a line cook job or, right. you know, or somewhere at the Gap, it'll ask that felony question. But I tell people don't, you know, and it's just like they don't need to know that information unless they're going to ask for your driver's license number and they're really going to pay the 30 bucks for a background check. There's really no reason to, uh, to you know, elicit that information because it's not going to get the right response. But uh, more so getting them plugged into uh, – churches and ministries and you know just getting an id a social security card you know these basic things that uh that the prison system doesn't help them with when they get out have you have you seen any success stories uh yeah i mean yes and no it's i mean yeah it's, it's like more any any uh recovery type mission yeah it's it's a lot of yes yeah and no. you'll have like yeah like a major victory would be this dude got an id a social security card he has a bank account and a job that pays $10 an hour, you know, and for right. him or it's, like that's a know, big win. Yeah, right. it's a big win. And I just remember talking to these guys that were like, I've never had a, an ID. I've never had a driver's license. I've never had a, do- a job besides selling dope, you know, mm. and yeah. that's whole, you know, nature, nurture, environment type thing comes around me, you know, uh, where some of these kids were raised. The people they look up to are the dope boys in the corner. You know, they've never yeah. known it. Like yep. that. So that that's who they edify and that's who they want to be like when uh, when they're growing up and just changing that mindset and whether it's drug addiction or whether it's, you know, Christ mixed in too. So. Right. How many of those folks coming out of prison do you think are like real deal, real alcohol, what the book would call real alcoholics or real drug addicts? Uh, probably 90 percent. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, it, at least. And especially, I mean, you know, Jed, I know you knew this, too, when you're locked up that I mean, it's in a roundabout way, at least 80 to 90% of people are there for oh, drug yeah. offense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether, maybe you know, even higher. Yeah. Maybe you broke into some, you know, whatever property crime you've committed, but it's all related to drugs and there's nothing, nothing besides violence and, 
there's no help in the prison system. Oh, the, the best. Yeah. The best. Oh, that's a sweet dog. Yeah. Scott's uh, dog this just is, busted him. This is Ranger. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Ranger. Ranger. Hey, Ranger. Very sweet. He's got a ball in his mouth. He wants to play, but. Scott, you're gonna have to tell your dog that uh, it's it's business time. <laughs> it's church and <laughs> the, drugs. The, time. The, the adults are talking. <laughs> the adults are talking. Um, yeah, the best description. Um, one of my cellies told me he was like, "Dude, prison is nothing but everybody's spirits just jumping, like these spirits just jumping off of people and jumping around." And it's just like I was like, "Yeah, that's pretty accurate." Of it's just this. Ugh. Horrible, yeah, yeah. man. That's uh, if there's one if there's one thing I'm actually like, and I'm so apolitical, but there's one thing I am passionate about. It's like prison reform, and like that shit has yeah. got to change. Yeah. Criminal, yeah, criminal justice oh reform. People don't need to be going to prison for like a nickel bag of weed. No, you don't. Right? You don't understand crazy. Like, wh- what you're doing to that person. Like, yeah, it's and cr- really, yeah. I think that's where a lot of my hatred for police comes from, and that's like, oh yeah, probably. Probably the biggest thing in my life that I struggle with now is I absolutely 100% hate all cops everywhere well, and almost to the point of homicidal violence that I really don't like. Well, because in the prison you were at, uh, where there was there lots of uh, guard violence on inmates? Yeah, and especially oh, yeah. white like, especially black, like, oh, here's, you know, a little rich, spoiled white boy. Let's make his life as tough as possible. And that's one of the things, like, the mark of a real a human being to me is how you treat people that are less than you, whether it's a dog, whether it's subordinate at work or, mm. or anything that you're in charge of. If you go out of your way Very to true. make that life more difficult or to downtrodden that person, to me, you are not a good person. And a lot of the cops that, you know, are running the streets now, it's they're terrible, terrible people. And I mean, one of the best examples is really, you know, the event that happened in Charleston where you have a 30 something white dude that decides to shoot a 68 year old black man that smokes a pack of Newports a day eight times in the back over a child support warrant. And you're telling me that he couldn't chase the dude down or shoot him one time in the leg. And they use this blanket excuse where, you know, I felt my life was threatened. And it's just it's not an excuse to kill people. It's no. just not. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I have struggled with the same thing, and I, I don't, th- I, I don't think my feelings are near as strong as yours, Scott. Certainly anymore, but um, in my experiences, haven't been all that bad. I've had a handful of bad run-ins with cops, and like faces slammed on hoods of cars and stuff for no, really, no reason. But, um, but I struggle with that, and I struggle with. I can't think like intellectually. Not they can't all be bad people, right? Like I know, I know that they can't. It's impo- It's impossible. There's good people yeah. and bad people in any profession. Yes, but I'm not trying to make excuses. Okay. What I'm trying to say is, I have that problem getting through my day to day life, right? And, and finding peace, so that every time like a cop car passes me, I don't get enraged. And every time like I walk or have any sort of inter- interaction with law enforcement. I don't act a fucking fool, right? Right. Yeah, and, so that's and, and they're not. It yeah. comes. Through, yeah, they're not. It, it comes. It comes through. And but I really think it's the training and the the way that they're brought up. It, they may not start out as bad people, or anything. And essentially, they're not. But it's the way that they're taught and the way that they're trained and to talk to re- react the way there is until that is changed. It's this 
the violence and the way that they treat people is never going to change. And I mean, prison reform as a whole is a whole another thing. I'm, but I'm, I'm about to make you so mad. Have you uh, what's that? have you prayed the resentment prayer for uh, for police officers there, Scott? Have we uh, have we been, have been, we have we, have we uh, forced fist stepped them? Uh, not truly. No. Oh, oh shit! But sounds it's like more there's so. a I mean, serious it, resentment brewing. Jed, tell tell yeah. people that aren't in the program what the sick oh. man's prayer is. Uh, yeah, it's uh, if if you are resentful for someone that uh you cannot. Even if you know that the resentment is uh, like um, irrational, you just can't get it out of your head, then you pray, God, help me to see this as see that person as a sick person and help me to get over their resentment of them. Paraphrased. Yeah. It's definitely something I struggle with, but it like it leaks into my social interactions with people and you know, not only because it's a popular topic now, but I mean it's just I I struggle with that big time. I, I hate cops. I hate them. <laughs> All right. Especially um, prison guards but yeah that's another that's somebody yeah, to work on I'm, I'm i try not to be such a terrible person when it comes to that i think well I think, and two, I, I, I think we just had a little uh uh dr laura session with you i think we had we just made a real breakthrough scott we just made a real breakthrough. Yeah. i would agree i would agree and two hey if there's any if we have any police officers listening law enforcement holla at us like oh, i'd yeah. love to have that conversation i'd love to hear that perspective too i would truly too. i would too absolutely so, um, yeah. And I, I think, and here's my most recent interaction with, with the police. I am at, uh, I'm getting off my job where I work and in my scooter, my, I drive a moped. I love mopeds, but, uh, it needs a jump. And, uh, the, I flag down a cop in the road and he pulls over. And I'm like, Hey man. And like, for the first time in my life, like I don't have warrants. I don't have dope on me. I have no reason to be afraid or suspicious of, you know, for him to be suspicious of me. And I'm like, Hey, uh, do you have jumper cables? He's like, yep. I got jumper cables and a jumper box. I'm like, sweet. Can uh, can you give me a jump? He's like, oh, nope, not going to do it. I'm like, what? He's like, nope, not going to do it, man. I could hook it up wrong and I could blow up your moped and you could sue me. And, you know, he proceeds to say, like, there's some <laughs> Charleston, there's some Charleston ordinance where he has the right to choose whether he wants to help the person and is afraid of a lawsuit and everything else and so i get in this big philosophical debate upon like you know why did you join the police force well because i want to protect and help my community that's where you went instead of being like hey okay this particular guy is just a dick yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so but, funny. It's just like immediately I, he goes to the, I want to help my community. I'm like, I am your community. I am in need of your assistance. And you're blatantly telling me, oh, no, you're reading it the wrong way. And I was like, no, you are reading it the wrong way. And, you know, long story short, a, a cop drives up that I actually had had interactions with in the past that was in the program. And he gives me a jump <laughs> and <laughs> lambasted. The dude probably like called for black backup on the, on the slick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a redhead. I'm pretty sure he listens to fish, and that's reason enough yeah. to uh, to bring him in. The hippie, he's, he's hippie got, bastard. Bun. But <laughs> well, sweet. Let's uh, um, uh, cops. We're gonna work on that resentment with you, Scott. Um, yeah, we're we're, 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 we're gonna we're, lose we're, this we're, around. We're gonna we're gonna hop back on the uh, the train tracks. Um, actually, we're almost out of time. Um, yeah, this was this was this was. You know, we'll have you on again. Um, 
Sure. I think you will be a repeat guest for sure if, if you'll come back on. Yeah, I'm uh, game, man. I love you. I, I really do like Elf's podcast. It's uh, You've got good guests as opposed to like a lot of the religious or uh, recovery-based podcasts have like generic guests where like, people just come on and tell their story or whatever. But I like how you guys dissect it from another angle and say like it's okay that you're still searching for what you believe in. Or just to say like you said in the previous one where it was like I remember the exact point where I remember where what my parents taught me is not what I believe or what they taught me was wrong. So Right. Well. That's that's, we that's what we're going. Comments. Yeah, dude. Spread the word. Yeah. Spread the Oof. word. Um, yeah. Well, thanks, Scott, man. Until next time, and uh, you know, go easy on on our boys in blue. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no more philo- philosophical rants with cops on the yeah, side of the because bread. just just remember, uh, your your full name has been given. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of thought about that, but I mean, everybody. <laughs> I know. I'm just fucking with you. It is, it is, it is what it is. That's one of my downfalls. But I think recognizing it is is the first thing. And, and oh I mean, wait, wait, Jay. Yes, if we can get a cop on, we will get Scott on as well, and we will have. Oh, that would be so great! Yes, please, you, God, please. If, if anybody, if, if anybody in the congregation, or you, or you know a police officer, or anything, please let us know. Please let us know. Our, Church and other drugs our, at gmail.com. Or particularly a prison guard. That would even be better. Oh, uh, oh yeah, I would have a field day with a prison guard. Yeah, I would love to talk to one of them. Um, if you're a prison guard, first of all, fuck you. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, can we please come on the show? I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I, I don't think that prison guard. I just want to hear the no, I, I I do think that also. All right. Well, sweet. Thanks, Scott. This was good, man. <laughs> All right, bro. Y'all take it easy. And that was Scott. <laughs> Dude, Scott's rad, man. Rad. He's so rad. He is. How funny. How I funny. I didn't I didn't know that he was going to go off. How did we even start talking about cops? I don't even know how that happened. I'd have to listen back. Yeah, that escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I guess we'll just rename this one the cop episode. Like, Yeah, no shit. That was awesome. But but it is funny you can you can tell um, when when you hit on something that like is like an unresolved issue. I mean that's some, I've I've got dude I've got the same not I've quite to that to that level. Oh but yeah, that's I, why I have to continue to do fourth steps. Like I'm gearing up to do another fourth step with my sponsor, and like I was just like mad typing to my wife today oh, about well, tell, a myth that uh, I have. tell them what step four is. Well, the fourth step is a searching and fearless fearless searching and fearless moral inventory right so what we we take a look at our resentments fears sex sex and sex stuff and really it's just like let's take a look at what's what's uh in between us and god and try to resolve that right and try to give it to god is kind of the idea i did it i had an awesome fourth step experience last night with one of my swansies oh for real it was one of those like really didn't feel like doing it and then it turned out to be like crazy you know yeah uh, yeah like like god showed up in a huge way and it was just it was really good it was really needed yeah that's rad yeah that's super rad Uh, so anywho oh yeah he just texted me actually scott did no 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 my sponsee um Uh, he 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 relapsed Already. I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> that shit. Was, that was fast. Damn it. That's, I wasn't, um, like, so surprised, but. Uh, exactly. Sucks. No, uh, yeah, this will be interesting, because I think it, it it is funny. The things that we think are funny that the the normal people don't. But I think he hit on something about that, that uh whatever bloody murderer podcast he was talking about it's it's true that people like to be like voyeuristic into like parts of life that they've that they will otherwise never encounter man i I do i love it it's why it's why uh law and order svu is still on fucking tv yeah i mean right that show's pretty good (laughs) it's it's entertaining it is it's super entertaining it's why people stop and look at car wrecks yeah Oh, this is a good story. So, uh, speaking of car wrecks, I was sitting in the apartment, and uh, I just hear a boom, like, right outside of my apartment. So, me and and, uh, Kaylee run outside, and um, there's, like, a four-way stop that should be a four-way stop, but there's just uh, stop signs on the horizontal street, not the vertical or whatever. Uh, So, it's a a really shitty spot to begin with, and we live on uh, the University of Lafayette campus, so it's a lot of, you know. Oh, young okay. drivers. Do so, they like party hard in your no, apartment complex? Is no, they don't. Knockers? I was very That's surprised. Awesome. And as my boss put it, it's like I think like That's I don't know, maybe win. like the generations are changing. He was like, "Man, kids don't even talk to each other anymore. They have parties." <laughs> <And I> was <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, "Everyone's That's on the cell phone, true. man." I was like, "Hmm, that's very true." That's very true. Yeah. Anyway, um, so this truck, this truck, um, that had the stop sign turned right um when he shouldn't have and the the car that had the right of way uh smashed into him it was the truck's fault oh, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. the it was like a maxima that hit him and it was wrecked smoking and it was this uh, this skinny little like gangsta white kid comes out just like man motherfucker man yo who's driving that truck get out the truck i'm about to kill you blah 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 blah, blah. just oh, screaming God. dude like i was like oh, okay that's red flag number one Okay. Yeah, things and, are and, about and, to get interesting. Yes, and then um, so this this passerby just ran back to his apartment, and the guy was like, "He running, he running! Somebody catch him!" And the dude was like, "I, I fucking live there, dude! Like, what are you talking about?" <laughs> and he was bringing back like a bandage pack, like a first aid kit, and the guy was like, oh, yeah, "He yeah, was yeah. like, oh, you was driving that truck?" And he was like, "No, I wasn't. I'm like, I have not, nothing to do with this wreck." And so the the cops show up like in seconds because this i guess this other uh chick saw the situation getting a little out of hand so she just called the cops um yeah it was and so and so me and kaylee uh, oh yeah (laughs) story um so me and kaylee uh you know at this point we're sitting on the trunk of her car you know we ain't got nothing else to do (laughs) um, it feels nice outside we're just watching watching yeah dude watching a little uh dinner and a show and so um we see a cop uh, when the kid looks the other way. The cop does a quick like peek inside the car, okay. And the kid had like this liquid spilled all over him. Uh, I don't know what it was, but uh, so we see, and he was with a girl. And so we're watching this from afar, so we can't hear the dialogues. We're just having to like piece it together with context clues. And uh, I see the cop take the guy away from the girl, and I was like, oh separation trying to get one oh, of them story i was like that's a yeah. wrap and then i see three cops go into their car and, and like a backpack gets pulled out and i'm like oh this uh, isn't looking good for him dude um and sure enough dude the, the kid ended up going to jail yeah. 
wasn't yeah. his fault. But I guess I mean I guess it was his fault if he was maybe it wouldn't happen if he wasn't fucked up. But yeah, he ended up getting arrested. It was his fault not to throw that damn backpack somewhere. Stupid. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He he came out swinging instead of like. What an idiot! Instead yep. of resolving the situation. Yeah. People like I, I did. I did. I mean, I felt bad. Though. That's. I mean, talk about a. Did you re- You really felt bad. I would not have felt bad. <sighs> a little bit, dude. Getting arrested sucks. Yeah, getting arrested does it suck a sucks, lot. Dude. <laughs> this kid was just driving along with his lady friend, probably all high, having a great day. I mean, I don't know. This is in my head. And then, then, some, then because of some, some little frat boy slams into him, and ipso facto, he's in jail. <laughs> Bummer. You know he's in jail just cussing that dude down. Dude, you're going to see that kid in your next... Your next home group meeting, I bet. That would be so funny. I'd be like, yo. Hey, you're, an, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is funny, man. Good oh. shit. Yeah. Well, what else you got, dude? What else you got? Tell me a good story. Tell me another good story. Oh, what do I have of the good stories? All right, well. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I've got one. Um, you know, I've been playing a lot of Overwatch on PS4. If any uh, of the congregation out there, my gamer tag is Brad Pitt's Bulge, one word, capital B, capital P, capital B. Um, so, can you say that for time for me, please, real slow? Brad Pitt's Bulge, Brad Pitt's Bulge, Brad Pitt's bulge it's really funny because when i kill someone it says you have been eliminated by brad pitt's bulge or <laughs> or it says you killed brad pitt's bulge oh um, uh, that's fantastic it makes it just makes me laugh every time the one i had before that was tony deep diver <laughs> oh man uh, but seriously times. um you know find me on ps4 and let's let's play some overwatch uh um Where- what's up so word up. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm trying oh, to talk yeah. to you. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to watching Dexter, dude. It's getting so good. <laughs> it's good. I said, are you watching anything? I'm rewatching Firefly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's only man. You only get one season though. Kind of a bummer. It's a go-to though. I do it like once a year. Oh yeah, I do that with a uh, Shawshank Redemption, and I used to do it with Braveheart. I used to watch that once a year. <laughs> Yeah. It's been a while, though. Well, no, I watched it in treatment, actually. There you go. Yeah. That was way more than one year ago, but that's cool. Oh, yeah, it was. Man, my sense of time is all screwy, dude. Yeah. I know. I know. Um, all right, brother. All right, so email us, churchandotherdrugs.com. Wait, <laughs> churchandotherdrugs at gmail.com. Uh, join hey. our Facebook group. Um, it's not a group. You can like our page. Continue. Oh. Uh, I mean, just, you know, listen to us and tell other people to listen to us if I'm so tired. <laughs> you know, do whatever you want, okay? Do whatever you want. Just please, just listen to us. We need the validation. <laughs> Send me an email and tell me that, that every, everything's going to be okay and that, uh, that you think I'm pretty. And, um, you're that proud you, of me. Th- you're proud of me. That's a big one. Tell me that yeah. <laughs> I accomplished my goal. All right. I think we should trash this whole episode. All right, I'll talk to you later. No, yeah, this episode's coming.